Morning. How are we? Who's tired? Man, very enthusiastic applause for those who are tired. That's very impressive. Very impressive. So I got I got to confess something to you. Um, this uh, th- these events that we do, the event, this one, um, and others like it. They actually have a little bit of a problem. As a matter of fact, I guess I said that a little bit wrong. They actually have a big problem. I know that sounds mean or like maybe even sounds, maybe even sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. And I, and I do, you know, I, I get to work on a team that does events like this for a living. And so I, 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 I can say these things, you know what I mean? I know. These events, they have kind of a big problem. I'll tell you what I mean. There's a lot of us in this room, right? You can kind of look around. There's like a thousand people or something like that in, in this room. This is a big group of people. And this is a big room. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it's a, but it's a big room. It's a multi-purpose room. People play college sports in this room. It's a big room. It's a big room of people. And there's a, a big stage and these big lights that are super, super bright. If you look right at them, kind of wish I wouldn't have done that. And we have a big band that's playing big songs. They have a big song on like this Olympic commercial right now, which is pretty amazing, right? And there's this big band. They're playing big songs. And we come in here and we talk about all the big things. That God is going to do with us, that God is calling us to do. There's this big map with all of the big places that God is calling us to go. And these are bad things. I mean, these are good things, right? As a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting because one of the things that makes events like this have a big problem is actually the same thing that makes events like this really, really good. These are good things. They only become a problem when we come to a big event and we get focused on big things. And so we go home with big things on our mind. And if we're not careful, we miss something. We miss the small. We miss the now. Because at an event like this, the big is the now, but that's rare, right? I mean, normally, you know, like when we go home, life isn't always big. Normally, the now is pretty small. In fact, the big is so rarely the now, and the small is so often the now, that if we only focus on the big, then we tend to miss the most. Does that make sense? Let me say it this way. Imagine that you go to a conference, or like some kind of an event, or some kind of uh, something like that, but it's for runners, okay? It's like a running conference, or a running event. Anybody, any runners in the house? Anybody, anybody just love to run? Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I run a little bit, okay? I, I, I run a little bit. I run just enough uh, to know that it's actually terrible. Okay, but let's just say that... Okay, quick running story. <laughs> this is this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So we, uh, we do this event. We do this event um, with CIY called Wilderness, all right? Where um, we have just youth pastors that we go out and we go to this place in Colorado. And Colorado Springs up in the mountains. Um, and we spend a week there just kind of centering ourselves on Jesus. Just spending some time with Jesus. It's an amazing refresher for the soul. It's an amazing refresher for the heart and for the mind. Just to be with Jesus for a full week. If you are a youth pastor in here, I highly encourage you to check that out. There are a few in here that I know have, have been before, um, one in particular, because the story is kind of about him. So uh, on, on one of the days, just, just this past month, in October, um, about a month ago, um, I was up, we were out in a place called Bear Trap Ranch. Say Bear Trap Ranch. Bear Trap Ranch. That's important. It's important that you really let the name of this place sink in. 
Now we're up in the mountains right outside of Colorado Springs. And there's, I mean, we're in the mountains. Like there's no cell phone service. There, there's a singular landline in one cabin that you can use to call home. And I'm not kidding. I was just like, what's my wife's phone number? I don't even remember, you know? And so we're, and so we're at this place. And so after this morning session, we're done. And so I, I go up and I'm just going on this little hike up this old, like stagecoach kind of old trail road thing. And I'm just hiking up the mountains for a little while. And I hike for probably, I mean, not that long, you know, 25, 30 minutes. And I just kind of sit down right in the middle of it. And there's aspens and it's blue sky. And I can see just kind of like clouds rolling in over the mountains in the distance. And it's gorgeous. And I just sit down to be alone with Jesus for a little while. Till all of a sudden, I hear not far from me a little rustling in the bushes. And then I hear this noise. And I mean, we're talking, and when I say not far from me, I mean like me to that like little bank of lights right there. I'm talking about like 20 feet away from me. And so I'm just like, where's that coming from? And all of a sudden I identify it and I see this like thicket, these bushes and just something black moving around in the bushes, making this noise. And I'm like, well, here we go. This is the way it goes down. And so I grab my, this is, I'm not kidding. I grab my backpack and I start to say, cause with a black bear, you know what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to make yourself big. You know what I mean? You're supposed to try to make yourself real big and everything. And Hopefully the black bear won't try to mess with you. I have to put a lot of work into making myself look big. I don't know if you can tell that or not. Um, so I'm just trying to like, you know, grab anything I can find. So I grab my backpack and I, and I kind of like start to, you know, start to get up and I'm trying to, you know, cause I don't want to alarm it in case it's not, you know, it doesn't want to mess with me. So I, so I start to stand, so I start to stand up and I grab my backpack and I'm all ready. And all of a sudden a freaking children's minister named Brooks comes running out of the bushes, running this way. He's over there. He's been on a run. He's blowing snot rockets in the bushes. This is the sound that I heard. This was my black bear. Okay. So yeah, not a fan of the running or the runners. Okay. So, but let's just say, let's just say Brooks is in the room. Aren't you Brooks? There he is. You jump. All right. You are my black bear. Okay. Uh, so, so let's just say you go to this conference or this thing and it's for runners. Okay. And so you go there and there's a bunch of runners and you're hanging out and you're trying to figure, and there's a couple of guys and they're talking about how great running is and how amazing running is. They're liars, but that's not the point. Okay. And they're talking about how amazing running is and how, and how fulfilling it is to run a marathon. The human achievement that is a marathon. Any marathon runners in the house? Nice work. Okay, so, uh, and so there's, uh, so, the, and, they're, and they're talking about running a marathon, and you're sitting there and you're like, I have never run a marathon. And they're like, well, you should. And you're like, well, maybe I will. And there's a marathon sign up sheet in the lobby, and you go out and you sign up for yourself to run a marathon. And you're so excited, and you go home and you find the date on the calendar, and you circle it, and you're just so excited. It's eight months from now, and you don't care. You buy some new shoes, you buy some running clothes because dang it, you're going to run a marathon. You check the forecast eight months from now because you want to be ready, and you're so jacked up for that marathon that you totally forget to do anything else. In the eight months leading up to the marathon, you don't run one time. Marathon's not going to go very well for you, first of all. Now, are you a runner? No. You're just someone who got, you signed up for a marathon, you got so distracted by the big that you forgot to do the little things that runners do. You forgot to do the things that make runners runners. You forgot to do everything that you need to do in preparation for the big. Follow me? I hope so, because that was the story of my whole high school years. All five of them. Just kidding. 
It was. I wasted most of my high school really focused on the big. Now listen, I was a pretty good kid most of the time. I didn't do anything to get myself, you know, like I was, wasn't going to jail or getting arrested or things like that. I, I don't mean I really wasted it like that. In fact, I was at an event just like this um, when I was a freshman in high school, and that was when I heard Christ's call on my life. That was when I heard my mission. I was going to do, go do youth ministry. I was going to go do student ministry with my whole life, and I was so excited. I couldn't wait. And honestly, I, I, I set my sights on that and I never looked back. And the problem was, not only did I never look back, I also never looked around at where God had me right then. I got so focused on what I was going to do years from now that I really didn't do anything the entire time I was in high school. I talked about going to Ozark a lot. I talked about where I was going to go to college. But I was a freshman when I heard Christ's call on my life. And somehow, for four years, that call didn't really affect anything except for where I was going to go to college. And that is a problem. I have a feeling that there are some people in this room this morning who are called to some pretty big things. Your mission is some pretty big things. Maybe you're going to go to parts of the world and take, you know, you're going to go to parts of the world and talk about Jesus where they've never heard about Jesus. You're going to go to parts of the world and plant churches where they don't have them. Or you're going to take the Bible and maybe you're, you're going to translate it into languages where they don't have scripture yet. Or you're going to be a youth pastor. You're going to love students and you're going to show students the love of Christ for your whole job. I got a feeling that there are some people in here that are called to do some pretty big things. Your mission is pretty big, but even for you. Even for those of you that are called to do some of those things, it's not for a while, right? I mean, you're in high school. You've got at least six months before that's done, and that's assuming that you're a senior. But don't get discouraged. And by the way, side note, for those of you that are called to those kinds of things, I'm just going to, they didn't tell me to say this, I just believe this. I don't know that there's a better place you can train for them than right here, but that's beside the point. I honestly think that sometimes we get discouraged because we have something set down the road for us. Christ's call for us down the road. And we think that his mission somehow has to wait until then. But it doesn't. Sometimes, sometimes the big things have to wait. But Christ's mission for you doesn't. Do you understand that? Let's go back to Mark 5 and check in on our boy. Remember our boy Crazy Dave? Let's check in on this guy and see how, see how things are going. If you remember, when we last saw Dave, he's sitting at the feet of Jesus, finally clothed, chains gone, free from shame. All the people have come down and they've seen what's happened and they saw the pigs that drowned and everything else. And the people beg Jesus to what? Leave. They beg Jesus to leave. Not so with our boy. A little different response from him. He begs Jesus too, but it sounds like this. It says this. Uh, they, the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged Jesus to what? Go with him. Begged Jesus to go with him, right? Of course he did. This is the natural response to a sinner saved by grace. This is the natural response when the chains come off is to go with the one who set you free, right? Jesus is about to go on the rest of his mission to seek and save the lost, to break more chains, to set captives free, to perform miracles, to teach things, to cast out demons, to raise people from the dead. Jesus is about to go on and our boy wants in, right? 
Absolutely he does. You would too. You should too. You absolutely should. And listen, and it says he begged. He didn't even care what he's doing. He just wants to go on the tour. You know what I mean? He's like, Jesus, just let me go. I'll do it. I'll tune the guitars. I'll sell the shirts. I'll do whatever you got to do. I don't need to be on stage. I just want to go, you know? And Jesus looks at him and goes, no. No. You don't get to come with me right now. The big for you might have to wait. Says the man begged to go with him and Jesus did not let him. But instead said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. The Decapolis was just this region of ten cities that's right there. This man called home. And he went to the Decapolis and began to tell all that Jesus had done for him. And how he had mercy on him. And the people were amazed. In Matthew 28, 19-20, it's really where he gives us our mission. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And in Matthew 28, he really tells us that our mission is the same thing. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Go and make disciples of all nations. Sometimes we get so caught up in all the nations that we forget the one where we live. And for this guy, he had to be reminded. He had to, he had to remember that his mission was right where he was. Go home to your own people. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for them. And all the people were amazed. I don't know what your mission is down the road. I don't know what Jesus is calling you to down the road. I don't know what he's doing in your heart this weekend. I don't know what he's doing in your mind this weekend. I don't know what he's calling you to down the road. But I know what he's calling you to right now. Go home. To go home and to be faithful in the small things. I got so caught up in focusing on what my mission was going to be that I forgot about what my mission was right then. Sometimes we need to remember that he's calling us home. Don't get so caught up in the big that we completely miss what Jesus is calling us to right now. Here's the thing. If you're more certain about what Jesus is calling you to five years from now than you are what Jesus is calling you to tomorrow, there might be a problem. And God's call on your life, your mission better affect much more than just where you go to college. Go make disciples of all nations. Yeah, but you know what? Go make disciples in your home. Go make disciples in your school. Go make disciples in your town. Go make disciples at Chick-fil-A where you work. Just kidding, there are already disciples. Go make disciples at Taco Bell. They're all demon-possessed. You know what I mean? Go make disciples wherever you currently are, where God has you right now, because he's got you right there for a reason. Okay. So that's your mission. Go home. Make disciples. How? Right? How? What does that look like for me? How do I, how can I possibly do that? Well, uh, fortunately, I have some friends that are with me that are gonna, that are gonna help me out, I think, that are gonna help us illustrate this. Do I have friends? Please tell me I have friends. I want friends. Hey guys, how's it going? 
Man, I was looking at that door over there and you guys came out this one. That's amazing. Come on. Come on over. You can welcome my friends. You can, yeah, you can, you can tell my friends how glad you are to see him. Okay, you guys can come up here. Come up, come up this way a little bit. Yeah, you guys can come up. Careful not to step on the things. I don't want to. Okay. All right, here we go. How's it going? You guys doing all right? Yeah. You guys doing well? Okay. Uh, hey, is there a, is there a mic? Can I get a handheld? Any chance? Casey? I'm looking back. I'm looking back at that way. Or Craig? Is there a handheld? Yay. Hey, Casey, everybody. Right? There you go. I'm gonna let you hang, I'm gonna let you hang on to that. Uh, alright, we doing okay? Doing alright? Yeah. Hey guys, this is Hudson. Say hey Hudson. Hey, today's actually, today's actually a little bit of a special day for Hudson, isn't it? Yeah. What's today, Hudson? Today's my birthday. Today's his birthday. So I suppose before we do anything else, we should probably sing a song to Hudson. What song you guys wanna sing? I'm just kidding. We're definitely going to sing Happy Birthday. I'm not going to get talked into singing some Miley Cyrus song. Okay, so so here we go. We're going to sing Happy Birthday to Hudson. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And here you thought that was going to be awkward. All right. So here's what I want to do. Um, I have I, I asked them to come up so they can help me just kind of illustrate what it looks like to go home and to accomplish the mission that Jesus has called us to right now. To not forget about the small. To not get so so focused on the big that we forget about the things that Jesus is calling us to right now. So here's the thing. Everybody, if you guys could do me a favor, just kind of take a step back here because I'm going to have to kind of like walk around a little bit. So here's what I want to do. I want to just find out a little bit about you. Okay, Hudson? So let's start this way. Okay? Let's start, um, let's start by learning a little bit about where you live. Okay? So let's talk about your home. All right. So tell me about your home. Uh, who lives in your home with you? Uh, it's me, my mom, my dad. I have two younger brothers and a younger sister. Okay. So your parents, okay. You have, wait, two younger brothers. Yep. Uh, what are their names? Lincoln and Kingston. Lincoln and my goodness, man. Yeah. T O N. Yeah. Okay. And did I spell Lincoln right? Yeah. Okay. I went with the top hat one, not like that. Okay. Uh, and your sister's name? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Am I spelling all these things right? Yes. Yes. Give or take. Okay. So we got Lincoln. We got Kingston. We got Brooklyn. Uh, your parents. Your parents are together. They're yes. they're, they're, they're married. Okay. Parents are uh, parents are together. Okay. Um, let's see. And uh, and and your home is it like? Um, I mean, you guys. It's like a tight knit family. Or is it just kind of like a, you just kind of put up with people? I mean, is it that kind of thing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're Sometimes, close. Tonight, yeah. yeah, I guess we're close. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. So you're close. Um, and uh, let's see. Are you, do you, what do you like to do in the home? Are you guys kind of like a sports family? Are you kind of like a... Like a, we do a lot of sports. Do a lot of sports. Okay, we do a lot of sports in the house. Okay, so let's write sports over here. Okay. Um, and you're the oldest. Yeah. Okay, oldest. That's important. Okay. Oldest. Okay, that's good. So we're getting a little bit of a snapshot of your family, right? Of, 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 how, of, of how things work in your home. That's good. Um, let's move on. How old are your brothers and sisters, by the way? Uh, Lincoln is seven, Kingston's three, and Brooklyn's ten. Brooklyn's ten. Oh, look at that. Oh, man, that's exciting. Okay, good for them. Uh, let's see. Any more? Or are we just like, we're done? We're done. We're done. Okay. I hope. Yeah, yeah I hope. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Okay, I think... 
I wonder if this marker is going to work any better for me. Okay. Uh, so, so this is your home, but I want to figure out where your home is. Okay. This is also important as we're getting to know Hudson just a little bit. All right. We need to know what town your home is in. So what town? Marshfield. Person or two from Marshfield here. Uh, Marshfield. Oh man, look at that. That's so much better. Marsh field. As in like a field. Yeah. Marsh. Okay. Yeah. This field is marshy. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's a marsh field. Okay. Marsh field. That's in Missouri? Yeah. Okay. That's in, That's Marshfield, Missouri. How big is that town? Uh, 6,000. 6,000 people strong. The booming metropolis of Marshfield. Okay. 6,000 people. What do people like to do in your town? Um, <laughs> go to Springfield. Go to Springfield. So what people like to do in your town is leave your town. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That's really funny. Okay. People like to go to Springfield. Are sports big? Like, is, like, is it like a Friday Night Lights kind of situation? Uh, our football team isn't the best. Okay. Football team struggles a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But they got great personalities. Sure. That's okay. That's, that's okay. Sure, he says. Okay, sure. Um, uh, what else? Is it kind of like a, is it a rural town? Is it like more, like, is, what's the main industry there? Is there some, like, farming? Is yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's okay. more rural. Okay, agriculture, maybe, yeah. in the marsh. Okay, what, what grows in a marsh? Okay, so let's see. Okay. Agriculture there. The school where you go is, like, the main school there. Are there are a lot of schools there. There's, like, five schools. Five high schools? No. Right, like, five, like, elementary, yeah, yeah. junior high, high school. Okay. So like, there's like five schools. Okay. All right. This is good. This is, this is good. Okay. So this is, we're getting a little bit of a feel for Marshfield. Anybody not from Marshfield is like, that kind of sounds like my town. Like anybody like kind of similar. Okay. Like a couple of you. Yeah. Yeah. We have, there's some similarities here uh, to a lot of little towns. Any big towns around it? I mean, Springfield, how far away is it from Springfield? Like 20 minutes. Oh, just 20 minutes away. Okay. 20 minutes from a bigger town. That's great. Okay, so uh, so you live in a house with your parents who are together. They're married, kind of a sports family, Lincoln, Brooklyn, Kingston. Um, you're the oldest, kind of a yeah. tight-knit family, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I like that every time we get to that part of it, you're like, yeah, man, it is what it is. Okay, uh, so... Uh, so let's see. And, and I'm so sorry. I, how rude of me. I didn't even introduce you guys. I'm so sorry. This is Hudson. And this is Ashlyn. This is Ashlyn, everybody. Say hey to Ashlyn. This is Abby, everybody. Say hey to Abby. This is Carolina. Everybody say hey to Carolina. Coming all the way. By the way, I'm just curious. Um, anybody here from, like, from, like, anybody travel more than, like, five hours to get here? Yeah? Some of you? Anybody travel more than like 10 hours to get here? No, not really. Maybe like one person. Where are you from? Poland. Poland. Okay. So yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Here we go. All right. Okay. Uh, Let's find out a little bit about your school. We know about your home, your town, about your school. What's your school called? Uh, Marshfield High School. Marshfield High School. Okay. M-H-S. Okay. And how big is Marshfield High School? Uh, Roughly how many people in your class? 250. 250, okay. About 250 in this class. Uh, and you are a sophomore? You are a freshman. You're a freshman. Okay, you're a freshman. You are a freshman. And what kind of stuff do you like to do at school? Are you like, you like have any one subject that you love? You're like, you know what, I'm a mathlete all day, son. Or anything like that? Or is it like... 
What else? Any particular like academic subject that you like? Math. It is math. Nailed it. I looked at this guy and I was like, yeah, that guy likes a calculator. All right, let's see. Okay. Math. Okay. Like, like math. What's any, any subject that you just really don't like? You're just like, you know what? I'm just... World history. World history. Wow. That was polarizing. Much like world history. Okay, so uh, let's see. And then what else, what else do you like to do at school? What else, what else do you do over there? Do you, uh, you, you're you involved in any sports? I see a uh, football on your yeah, shirt. Is that yeah, like... I'm on the soccer team. You're on the soccer team. Nice. Yeah. Soccer team. Love that. Love that. Okay. Um, and uh, what? Anything else? Uh, I'm help with the musicals and... Help with the musicals. Yeah. Help with, in, in what way do you help with the musicals? I'm on crew. You're on crew. So like set, stage, yeah. all that kind of thing. Nice. Man, that's cool. Okay. Musical crew. That's what I'm going to write right there. Musical crew. Is that what that's called? Musical crew? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Any other clubs or anything that you're in? Nope. Band? Band, yeah. Oh, ba- see, how are you going to forget band? How- anything else you're in? Nope. Band? Yeah. Okay. What are you doing, band? Saxophone. Saxophone. Yes, sir. Dude plays the sax. I love it. Okay, this is good. This is good. Man, all right. So you got a lot of things going on here at school. Okay, so lastly, let's look at this. Okay, lastly, let's look, let's look at uh, uh, the church that you attend. Okay, which is called what? Hillside. Hillside. Okay. Man, this is where I feel like I'm just writing right on your shirt. Okay, so let's see. Joey, everybody. Say hey, Joey. Yeah. I wouldn't forget you, Joey. I wouldn't forget you, Joey. Okay. Hillside Christian Church. Yes. Hillside CC. Okay. And how big is Hillside CC? It's like, uh, like 120 people. 120, 200 people. Okay. 200 people. 200 people. Tell me about, uh, tell me about your involvement there. How involved are you at Hillside? Um, I'm the pastor's kid. Pretty involved. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. Pastors, kids. So you're one of those guys that gets like voluntold to do stuff all the time. And just like, yeah. we need somebody to set up chairs. Who's going to volunteer? Hudson will. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand, man. That's the story of my life, bro. Okay. You're the pastor's kid. Okay. And how long have you been the pastor's kid there? Like four years. Four years. Okay. So that's how long you've been there for four years? Yeah. Okay. You've been there for four years. How big is the, like, how big is like the youth group? It's like, it can be anywhere from like 15 to 30. 15 to 30, okay. So we'll just put that right around 22.5, okay? Uh, about 22.5 stu- uh, students coming to, the, coming to the youth group, okay? Um, and what kind of stuff do you do with your youth group? Do you guys go on missions trips or service trips or camp trips or what kind of stuff do you guys do? Uh, every summer we go to Maranatha. Okay, every summer we that's a church camp, okay? Yeah. Okay, some Maranatha folks in the house. That's great, okay? So go to camp every summer, okay? I love it. And is the junior high and high school together? Yeah. Okay, junior high and high school is together. That's important, okay? Junior high, high school... Together, that 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 changes the dynamic quite a bit. So that's actually impo- that's a that's an important picture. Uh, that's an important picture for the for the church here. Okay. And what about you guys have like a whole band that does worship on Sunday mornings? Do you have like one dude and a piano, or how's that work? We have a band. You have a whole band. Okay. Yeah. So you have so you have a band. We're getting up here. Yeah. Now you're starting to smell the marker, right? Yeah. Don't pass out on me. Okay. <laughs> band for worship. 
What about what about on your youth group? When do you guys meet? You guys meet on Wednesday nights? Wednesday nights. I knew that because I was there recently. All right. Wednesday nights. Okay. All right. So here we go. We're getting we're getting kind of an idea. So here's what I want you to know. Now there's there's countless circles, right? We could do we could put a ton of these circles up here. We could keep going and keep going and keep going to learn more and more and more about Hudson's life, about what makes him who he is and where God has him right now because this is where God has him right now. And so here's what I want you to know this morning. What I want you to know this morning is that God has you in a unique place. He has a unique mission for you that no one else can accomplish. Do you know this? Ephesians 2.10 says that you are God's workmanship and you are created in his image to do good works which were prepared in advance for you to do. Do you believe that? That there is a mission for you that was prepared in advance specifically for you. Now. Not later. Not five years down the road. When you get home this evening, tomorrow, and the day after that, there are good works that are prepared and advanced for you to do. There's a mission for you. Now, here's what I mean. There are a few people whose home looks, looks like Hudson's, right? There are a few people. I mean, there's at least his parents. He's got three siblings. I mean, they're in the same home, so, so it looks similar, right? I mean, now, he's the only one that's the oldest sibling there, you know, so they have that kind of unique thing, but they all kind of share this together. In the town, there's about 6,000 people in this town, so there's 6,000 people that kind of share this with Hudson. That's really similar, okay? So he's not completely unique in the fact that he lives in this town. And then in his school, there's 250 people just in his class, okay, times four or whatever in order to extrapolate that for the whole group. So he's not entirely unique here either, except for the fact that he is also in music crew. He's in band. He likes math. He's on the soccer team. He's a freshman and he doesn't like world history. So these things begin to make him more and more and more unique, obviously. And then we have church. There's about 200-ish people that go to this church. And so again, not entirely unique, all right? Now it's a little bit different because he is the pastor's kid, all right, has been there for four years. The, the youth group meets together on Wednesday nights, junior high and high school together. They go to camp. They have a band for worship. So there's some areas to be involved. So Hudson is not 100% unique necessarily in any of these things. So in any of these places, there is still theoretically somebody else that could step in and accomplish the good works prepared in advance for Hudson. Except, let's put these together. Can we, put them, can we kind of put them together? Hold it. You can kind of hold yours up a little bit. You can bring yours in. Here. Carolina, hold yours up just a little bit. There you go. No, wait, not, not quite that far. Pull it down a little bit, Carolina. Down a little bit. Down a little bit. There. This spot right here. This spot is the intersection of all of these things. And there's not a single person on this earth that has that except for Hudson. He's the only person who all of these aspects of his life in countless other circles. Like I said, we could keep going and keep going. This is a snapshot whose life intersects right here in this place. This is where Jesus has him right now for good works prepared in advance for him to do. To make disciples of all nations? Yeah. But right now, here. Don't get discouraged that the big sometimes has to wait because Christ's mission for you doesn't wait. Christ's mission for you is right now. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. You guys can go ahead and head back. Give them a round of applause. Super thankful for the help. You're God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which were prepared in advance for you to do.
sometimes, man, we just get so focused on the big that we forget about the small. Don't forget to focus on the small. Don't forget to focus on the small acts of faithfulness that only you can do right now. God has you right where you are for a very specific reason. What would it look like if everyone in here gave their lives to making disciples of all nations? It would be amazing. Please do that. What would it look like if everyone in here went home and did the dishes? Seriously. What would it look like if just like this man, if just like this man who wanted so badly just to go on the big, to go be with Jesus, and Jesus said, no man, go home. Go home, tell him what I've done for you. What did that look like for him to go back home? I don't know if this guy had a family. I don't know if his parents still lived in that place. I don't know if he had a wife or kids. I'm not sure how old he was. But for him to go home and for people to simply see the change. And he didn't overcomplicate it. What did Jesus tell him to do? Just tell him what I did for you. Tell him that I had mercy on you. And he did. He was faithful in the small. And while the crowd begged Jesus to leave, to get back in the boat and to leave their region, Jesus, we don't want it. We don't want that power. We don't want that. We don't want it. We don't want the cost. We, we've looked at what it's going to cost us. It's too much. We don't want anything to do with it. Please leave. Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go, but I need you to stay. I need you to be faithful in the little things. I have you right where you are for a reason right now. And he was faithful. And guess what happened next time Jesus came to that region? Where the people of the town and the crowd sent him away. He had a crowd of 5,000 that he fed and he taught. Who are receptive to his teaching. Who are receptive to the gospel. And I have no doubt that part of the reason that that crowd was there for Jesus when he came back the second time was because of this guy being faithful in the little things. This guy being faithful right where he was. This guy remembering that all nations included the one where he was right then for that reason. This afternoon, you have a pretty cool uh, opportunity. You have this unique experience that they've set up. And as a matter of fact, there's 10 experiences, which is kind of interesting. There are 10 cities that this guy goes back to. And you guys have 10 experiences that that you've been divided up among this afternoon for you to go out and just to experience what God is doing in other parts and, and through other ministries in this area. And here's what I love. Here's what I love. It's in a place like Joplin, Missouri. Just this small Midwest town. There are people doing the Lord's work. There are places where you can get involved in your towns too. And I hope that you take that away from your experiences this afternoon. That you see that these places are real, these places exist, and that while the big might have to wait, there is plenty of work to be done. In the towns where you live, in the homes where you live, in the churches that you go to, in the schools that you attend. Be faithful in the small things.